My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script. I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it. I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot. I even got a famous classic case of writer's block. Get it out of my head. Get it out of my head. Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Joining me today is a slightly hungover, a deep decide. I'm not hungover. Yeah, but you partied till five. I did. And it's it's twelve yep. twenty mm-hmm. right now. Okay. I was up at seven. Wait, wait. So you've gotten eight. two hours of sleep. It was kind of in and out from that moment. I was handed a child, and then I think we were sort of like all in bed together, oh just like God. hanging out. So, And we've got some wine and chocolate in front of yeah. us right now, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think a deep probably, I don't want anybody to worry, a deep does well on no sleep, right? Yeah. It's like it's become your, your new normal. It's, it's been my normal for seven years or something, or okay. maybe my whole life. There actually. you go. So his brain is on full function. And the reason I'm saying that is because today is the 2019 Logline Competition. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and just a reminder, you know, what's been happening with Adeep real quick. Adeep what has, is happening? has been a co-host, uh, producer, person here at On The Page for years. And recently was uh, awarded, uh, was part of the Disney ABC Fellowship. Mm-hmm. And then from there became staffed on the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. Thank you. And uh, and we we would have an update on this, but we don't got time. That's fine. We don't got time. And the reason for this, well, other than, is there anything that you're pressing you want to tell anybody? Well, my episode will have aired on December 11th. Yes. So that's... They can go back and watch stuff, watch it's, it on Hulu if they exactly. want. Exactly. Yeah. So, and what is it called? It's uh, called It's a Wonderful Life. It's the Christmas Hanukkah episode oh, they gave to the Hindus. So my that, God. They were perplexed by their own choices. And I was like, you guys have no idea how much I love Christmas. So oh, it's perfect for that's me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah. you know, I too love Christmas, <laughs> being a, 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 an atheistic Jew. Right. So yeah. Yeah, you I know. Um, oh, did I say that? Now I'm going to get letters. All right. So... <laughs> Here we go. You this, get letters anyway. I, you know, I don't. Everybody's very, very nice. Oh, nice. You know, because they're they're good people yeah. who are smart and they listen. Yeah. And they they're thoughtful and they're analytical. And so, no. Okay. So far, so good. Everybody's good. very, very cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Let's not break that streak. Yeah. Um, oh, just and, wait. And, yeah. Exa- exactly. Especially after today. Okay. So the logline <laughs> competition. Here's the deal, guys. Um, right before Thanksgiving, I put out a little seven-minute podcast announcing this logline competition. I gave everybody one week as a deadline. Right. I thought that would mean that we would <laughs> have less submissions if I did that. And instead, I was wrong. It doubled the submissions. We came in with, I think it's 73, maybe 74. I can't count. That's so many. Yes. So we cannot possibly... And read everybody's submissions today. So Mm-mm. we're doing something a little bit different than than we've done. When you are submitting your script for script coverage, you either get a pass, a consider, or a recommend. Mm-hmm. A recommend means that 
you, your originality of idea plus your execution is, is, is all just fine. It's great. And they are going to recommend that you read the script and then decide whether you want to green light it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We actually have so far, I, I have, I marked 19 of those recommends mm-hmm. the originality and the execution of the log line, the originality of the idea and the execution of the log line were yeah. in play. Yeah. And we will read those and then we will decide from those the winners. Those will be the recommend file. Before that, we're going to read the considers. The considers, mm-hmm. we have 21 considers. Consider when you're, you get that means originality or execution. One of those was standing out, mm-hmm. but one of those elements also needs development. Mm-hmm. So we're going to read those first. If you hear yourself in this first pile of 21, it means that, no, you're not going to win. But there was something that was working about it, and we want to talk about what just needs development. We're going to mm-hmm. try and go through that as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. When we get to the recommend uh, file, which means, yeah, you're, you're in, in play to win, um, we'll probably move through those even quicker and then just decide mm-hmm. on the ones that we like because yeah. those are all working. We'll just read those. Okay. okay. Then we've got 30-something of people that you're not going to hear today. Okay. And that doesn't mean that your script itself doesn't have value. Right. This is just based on the log line. Based on the log line. It may mean that something was off about the log line, mm-hmm. uh, off enough in execution that mm-hmm. it just didn't come into one of these folders or, um, it was fine, but there's an originality issue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so just know that. And that does not mean that, you know, you have been rejected in any way. We have a lot of people we just had to deal with this, this time around. And we, we say this every year, but log lines are really hard to write. They are. So you can have this great script and then you could just crap out the log line and, and just like refine, refine, refine. And it could take a long time to get the log line there. So exactly. don't beat yourself up too much. Exactly, exactly. You have to put it all in one sentence. That's hard. It's tough. Yes. Like, you yes. don't need nearly as many adjectives as you think you do. <laughs> you know? Well, what I'm looking for is the ones that I did put in the recommend file. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at clarity um, and yet specificity mm-hmm. and originality. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Um, Anything else? Oh, yeah. Because there were so many of you and you guys put your best effort, we would like to at least do a little online party um, with me and Adeep. This will be January 5th. Anyone who has submitted, okay, before the deadline, okay, you know who you are, okay, (laughs) um, will get a little uh, secret Zoom invitation. Mm -hmm. Um, It will be January 5th, 12 o'clock Pacific time, and Adeep and I will be Zooming from our various homes Mm -hmm. with our various children around, and, and with Coco. I think Coco, Coco might probably be there. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, and then it's like an ask us anything kind of thing. Yeah, you can say hi. You can you know ask a, a you know a, a craft or business question. We'll mm-hmm. try and answer as as best we yeah. can. Yeah, yeah. Sound good. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Oh, oh, the winner of this. Oh, right. The What's person the who wins will win a coffee of uh, the Coffee Break Screenwriter. That's my cool. book. Um, a copy of the second book, uh, Coffee Break, The Coffee Break Screenwriter Breaks the Rules. Nice. A um, one-hour in-person story consultation to help Ooh. break story on either the project that you have to, to move forward in the, in the scripting process or 
if you've written that already, to break story on a new project. So this is a story wow. development one hour. So the winner gets all of that? And um, <laughs> we'll also uh, feel free to co-host if you are ever in town. Ooh. Some winners have not gotten here yet to take me up on it. Yeah. But you can take me up on it whenever mm-hmm. you are here. Um, and flight is not included. Uh, let's see. <laughs> anything else? And then we will have a runner-up. And that person will get all of those things except the co-host. Okay. Wow. Sound good? So they get the, the story consultations? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's really you good. Know, because people, they try so hard and they're really, really good. Everybody's so smart. You guys, I try to get Pilar to read my thing and she's like, I'm just far too busy. I am. Like, I can't. <laughs> so even I can't. Dude, I mean, <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm saying this is very cool. <laughs> Look, and I'm not saying I'm going to read st- people's scripts. I it's a story consultation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still your time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we are going to start with the consider list. Anybody on this list? It's the first 21. Any, anyone on this list? Uh, will not be in play to actually win. There was something that was strong about the idea or about the execution, but it needed development. We're going to start with Maggie Dowdy from Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that Maggie is 15. She wrote Yay. me, Hi, my name is Maggie Dowdy from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm only 15, and it's my dream to become an author one day. Thank you for your consideration. And so polite. Her, I know. I know. Maggie, because you're 15... You're getting a book anyway. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, please. Come on. This is awesome. I wish I knew what I was going to do when I was 15. (laughs) Okay, so uh, why don't you read the logline? Oh, okay. After what seems to be a successful heart... Oh, really? Uh, After what seems to be a successful (laughs) heart transplant, an apprehensive college student finds herself being possessed by her new heart and it wants revenge on its newfound body. It's a great idea. I love it. And the reason that this went into consider rather than recommend was, and it wants revenge on its newfound body. Mm-hmm. There's a way to get that into the logline in a little slightly more graceful way. Like, you know, uh, uh, you know, an apprehensive college student discovers that her newly transplanted heart, heart wants refen- revenge on its newfound body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it, right now it's the and that is making it a little clunky. And yeah, and I think, like, I'm unclear what apprehensive, how, the importance of apprehensive, what are they apprehensive about? Is right. it about the transplant or just in general about everything? Or Yeah, you know? so it's, it, to me it was almost, it just felt like the, yeah, it, there were a couple elements that were a little bit off, but I love the idea. We're going to move on to... And you're 15, so you rock that. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, why don't you read the name and I'll, I'll read okay. the, the log line. Sam Momayez... From Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, and, (laughs) sorry, and he writes, after relocating to a college town, a doctor's increasingly violent behavior puts a hold on the life of her aspiring academic parents. So Hmm. the reason that, for me, this went in the consider rather than the recommend, because I love the idea of a daughter's increasingly violent behavior, but right now the stakes puts a hold on the life of her aspiring academic parents felt a little tame, you know, like, yeah, Oh, like, uh, wait, they're not going to be able to get their degree in time. Like that's yeah. what was coming through in the log line. And I'm sure it's more than that, but yeah. it, the stakes weren't coming through. Like, obviously she's going to undermine every aspect of their lives. 
Right. But like also who's the main character? Is it the parents or is it her? That's interesting. You know? I, I think it's the the main character the I think it's the the parents. It sounds like the parents, yeah. 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 It's just that it just like I mean, there could be something really bigger at stake. I mean, it's yeah. rather than their academic career. Yeah, like um that movie Orphan is a good uh reference point for this kind of movie because it's like about, you know, it's like the bad kid, bad mm-hmm. seed thing, and that was a really well executed film it's uh, you know yeah. yeah and if if horror movies with little kids in it just get even more horrifying oh, yeah. when you're parent yeah when you are parents oh sorry okay so here we go the next one is al-nur amlani Nai- Al- al-nur amlani from nairobi kenya nice and why don't okay. you go for it a oh and si- this is a feature film i forget oh, right. I, we, we have, we, to, we have okay, to say right. what these things are the so last one know. was a feature okay and then this one's a feature. Okay. Uh, a successful divorced single mom is challenged to go on dates with 40 of her fans applying on Cheaters, her popular live radio show, to give real love a chance again. So, Elnor, um, I like this logline and this idea a lot. And the only reason it ended up in the Consider file was to give real love a chance again. That add-on wasn't necessary and clutters it. So if you got rid of that, it would be a successful divorce single mom is challenged to go on dates with 40 of her fans applying on Cheaters, her popular live radio show. Mm. Period. There Mm -hmm. you've got your high concept. And the fact that she wants to give real love a chance again is already there because of the divorced single mom. Right. And actually, I, I would say you don't necessarily, you don't need successful because your show is popular. So we can assume that it, you're successful, right? Mm-hmm. So like you could, you could strip out that and you could probably just leave divorced or single mom, right? In there. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily need both. Yeah. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So now we've got, um, is it, it's, Okay, my it's my turn to read the who they are. Okay, okay, Christine Scruggs from Raleigh, North Carolina. She says, Hi, Pilar, love the podcast. Just started binge listening about a year ago, but have gotten so much out of it so far. Just got your book as well, and it's really changed the way I approach brainstorming and breaking story, which makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Christine. This is for an hour-long drama TV series. Again, this is the Consider Pile, not the recommend. Why don't you... Okay. After witnessing her best friend's torture, a gifted but submissive midwife apprentice raised in a radical feminist cult must recruit an unlikely team to overthrow her beloved leader and the only mother she's ever known. I I really thought this was so interesting. Me too. Um, but I, it went for me in the in this was a tough one too. Yeah. It went in the consider pile. Because it, it just had a lot. It yeah. was, you know, a gifted but submissive midwife apprentice raised in a radical feminist cult. Must yeah. It's like there's so much backstory that was being wedged in this, a yeah. little less. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have worked really well. Yeah, I would strip out all the way, like after witnessing her best friend's torture. I don't know if we need it in the logline. What do you think? No, I think that works because it's like, that's her motive. Okay. Witnessing her best friend's torture. But I would get, I would just make it down to like a, uh, a midwife apprentice must recruit an unlikely team to overthrow her yeah. beloved leader and the only mother she's ever known. And then, I think you need yeah. the feminist cult in there, don't you? Oh, that's true. So like a, a midwife apprentice in a radical or in a cult, maybe, or a feminist cult. Oh, maybe we get rid of must recruit an unlikely team. Yeah, I think the yeah. team building is not important. Right, because yeah. it's also unlikely team. It's too general, yeah. right? So we get rid of that. So Okay, so we figure yeah. it out. After witnessing her best friend's torture, a 
gifted midwife mm-hmm. raised in a radical feminist cult mm-hmm. must overthrow her beloved leader, the only mother she's ever known. That's tight. That Okay, so Christine, there's your edit. Um, and we are going to move I love the end on. of it. That's my favorite part. The only mother she's ever known. Right. It's like, <gasps> And we got rid of and the only mother. It's mm-hmm. the only yeah. mother. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention the Adeep save. Oh, yeah, the Adeep save. Yes, there is. There, like, <laughs> I'm, throw, I'm throwing Adeep under the bus. If Adeep chooses oh, to save one of the considers and put them in the recommend pile at the end of this, uh-huh. he may do so. Okay. If he chooses not to, that's okay. Okay. But, you know, he could. Okay. <laughs> and I can choose it for whatever reason I want. Like, it's an honorable mention thing, and then, yeah. right? It could just okay. be that you like the idea. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So, the next one, you go... Is this Helen Cole? Yes. An English girl leaving in uh, <laughs> Sydney, Australia. <laughs> that was terrible. I wasn't trying to do an accent. Yeah. I was trying to read. Okay. I need to change the font on my phone now. Yeah, um, yeah. I was telling Adeep it's time to get the bigger font on I the sh- phone because you can't pretend anymore. I shamed her for the big font on you her know, phone. And I then, can read and Adeep cannot. Right. There you go. I went to bed at five. <laughs> That's my excuse. So the log line here, this is for a feature film, is when an extraordinary teenage vocal prodigy tragically loses her hearing, an unlikely trio of troubled souls band together to save her from the death of despair and help the young singer rediscover her exquisite voice in a silent world. And again, it's sort of like it's just packed in the middle with mm-hmm. an unlikely trio of troubled yep. souls. And it just kind of feels like that's a lot packed in, but also very general, mm-hmm. an unlikely yeah. trio. Yeah. If she had said a blank, a blank, and a blank yeah. must must help this person, I think it would have been more interesting. If it's like her old bandmates or if it's you yes. know something like that. Yes. Then we would actually see more of the adventure. Yeah. Very good point. Okay, we're moving on. We're still in the consider pile, which means, again, it's not a recommend. It's not going to win, but there's something there and we want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is... Wait. Who, oh, I do this one. Kim Rickards, Kim Rickards from Dallas, Texas, writes, Hi, Pilar. Hope you're having a fabulous day. Thank you so much for your podcast. Appreciate all the hard work. Wishing you and your family the very best for 2020. Happy holidays. And same to you, Kim. Mm-hmm. And go for it. It's so, a feature. Yes. Haunted by her past sins, a restless witch spirit goes rogue and uses five unwilling college students in her clandestine mission to free imprisoned ghost children held in a supernatural jail while evading eternal damnation by an unusual underworld hunter. Loved this idea. And again, with this, to me, it would have been perfect if you just stopped. So to me, the edit would have been haunted by her past sins, a restless witch spirit goes rogue and uses five unwilling college students in her clandestine mission to free imprisoned ghost children held in a supernatural jail. Period. Period. Yes. And what she added was... While evading eternal damnation by an unusual underworld hunter. Right. Yeah, that's all stuff we'll find out. Right. And so it buries the idea. Because mm-hmm. the key is it's, it's her character and it's this world. Right. So if, if, you, if you set that up, you don't need all that extra yeah. stuff. Yeah. Great idea. Great I like idea. that one. Yeah. I checked that one for sure. <laughs> um, this next one. Is go Earl for it. Martin, the Wisconsin guy. Because <laughs> Earl has submitted to this podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And you can read the little. Okay. It. It's okay. Dear Pilar, this is Earl Martin, the Wisconsin guy. 
I continue to be inspired by your podcast, and I love and look forward to this annual exercise, my fourth year. Happy holiday. Yay, Earl. That's nice. So Earl wrote, oh, and I think this is a feature. Once a victim, an accomplished paralegal begins moonlighting as a hunter of human traffickers using work-related intel and her family inheritance, that being she's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea, mm-hmm. and I love most of the execu- execution of it, but there's something a little bumpy about it. Yeah. That being, she's a werewolf. That being is, yeah, that's the, the construction of that being isn't helpful. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't kind of have the, you know, the smoothness mm-hmm. that we're looking for. Uh, but I love the idea yeah. of like, you know, this paralegal hunts human traffickers mm-hmm. as a werewolf. I think that's great. And again, I'm seeing that it's, feature wasn't no, noted here maybe it's a, a tv show it great a TV idea show. for a tv show yeah great okay so we are moving on uh-huh and i think i'm reading this part john ryan from hurt hertfordshire england does that sound right i Her- mean hertfordshire hurt for sure hertfordshire england uh, says, thanks for running the logline contest again um let's see and he this is a Feature, oh, yeah. yeah. Feature film, family, fi- family, family film. film. Okay. Right. A crew of enterprising kids stuck in a hospital over the holidays must defend a mountain of donated presents from two persistent burglars using only their toys, their surroundings, and giant helpings of the Christmas spirit. Okay. Which is, I, I like this one. I love the execution of it. Mm-hmm. Here's the only reason I passed on it because okay. he even says uh-huh. it feels like it's like Home Alone. Yeah, okay? he pitched it as a. Uh, Home Alone in a Hospital. Right. Which is a great It's like, a, a great idea, yeah. but I'm worried it's too close to it. It might be. So I couldn't go, like, I couldn't put it in the recommend file because there are people who, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. just felt too similar, but it's a great idea. And he says that it's, um, it's a real problem in the UK. Like, people actually go into hospitals and steal presents. What so is that's, wrong with people? Come on. Man, people are evil. They're, ugh. Come on. Okay, so if you want to do that as the Adeep Save, because I know you like it, you can. Well, I'm always partial to the Christmas movies. Okay, well, we'll keep it in check as a possible. Yeah. Okay, uh, the next person. Brendan Wanderer. I love that name. Abbotsford, (laughs) B.C., Canada. Uh, Let's see. This is a season arc anthology TV TV series. Yeah, so he's actually pitching the season arc of ah. and also yeah anthology no so anthology tends to be I think what what Brendan is thinking about here is one story over a season then we picked switch to another season but often when we're talking about anthology we're talking about a new story every single week yeah like Black Mirror yes yeah. so I was a little but anyway the logline is. After an ambitious filmmaker discovers she is really the figment of an asocial screenwriter's imagination, she hatches an elaborate plan to convince him he is an adventure hero so she can live vicariously as his sidekick. Now, to me, there were two great ideas at play in this, but they don't go together. No. I think the idea of, you know, finding out that you're really the figment of an asocial screenwriter's imagination is fabulous. Yeah. But then there's this other thing about hatching an elaborate plan to convince somebody they're an adventure hero so you can live as their psychic. These two things to me were, no, were yeah. a little oil and water. Yeah, yeah. 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 I agree. It's just a little confusing. And I think maybe find the. The nugget, and also the anthology part makes it confusing, too. Yeah. Because this feels like one story for the whole season, like you said. So right. So I think, 
it's it's. But it's a cool idea. I like. I love the um, figment of a screenwriter's. Uh, yeah, two cool ideas. I would break this. Yeah, Bre- Brendan, I would break this into two and and think about that. You know, yeah, that's a good idea. Right, and this happens sometimes. Was like people have such good ideas and then they they don't think it's enough. You know, yeah, and they throw yeah, in another yeah. spectacular idea. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this next one, Tristan Stoutenberg from Phoenix, Arizona. A pre. Oh, this is a. Uh, oh, Tristan says thanks for making such a great show. And this is a feature film. A preteen posse and a secret society of sprinkler repairmen defend the source of all pizza when their school mascot turns into a 20-foot turtle. You read the logline, too. But you know what? That's okay. Maybe oh, we should, should just do that. Should we just do that from now on? We'll just take turns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think right. that makes more sense. Okay, it does make more sense. Okay, see, structure can change in the middle of things. <laughs> This is our rewrite. We're rewriting in the middle. You go like, ah, eh, structure's not working. Okay, so the reason that um, it, I thought there were so many interesting things going on, but it felt a little like, eh, I'm just going to submit something for the logline contest. A preteen posse and a secret society of sprinkler repairmen. Love it. Defend the source of all pizza. Okay, I love huh? that idea, but how does that ha- go uh-huh. together? And then when their school mascot turns into a twenty-foot turtle, that's where I was like, okay, I think you're just you're just giving us a little BS here. It's it's there are three really cute elements, yeah, but um, it felt a a little yeah, all over the place. <laughs> there, yeah, there you could pick any one of the. I mean, the twi- the turtle doesn't get you much, but like the rest of it, I think you can finagle into something finesse into something cool right i mean there could be something in just a preteen posse and a secret society of sprinkler repairmen defend the source of all pizza okay i think you could get there but but adding sorry adding the the mascot thing to it as though that makes it more special it just actually makes it a little more confusing yeah and like the sprinkler repairmen i'm like what what why do they care about pizza so much there might be a real reason that we find Mm -hmm. out in the script Mm -hmm. at least it's 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 characters and a goal yeah. But when you add this other motivating influence that just like, oh, are we supposed to connect the dots? I don't think it does. Yeah. Because I don't like if you pitch Ghostbusters, I don't think they would pitch Stay Puff Marshmallow in the right, pitch. Right. Right. Because that would just be like, what? Right. You'd have to see that. <laughs> You'd have to see it. That makes a, a yeah. that's very, very good point. Yeah. So this next person is Amir Nasser from Rockville, Maryland, and says, thank you. And the form is a half hour TV show. The logline is a rookie manager who is tasked with firing their team of enthusiastic employees finds interesting ways to get rid of each one before the deadline. So I, I saw this, I wasn't sure if this was logline for the season or for, um, uh, like for the show or for the pilot. I'm yeah. assuming it's for the pilot because it's a very specific goal. Yeah. You can't really stretch this over a whole show, right? No. But also it was finds interesting ways to get rid of each one before the deadline. It was just like I'm being really picky here. Yeah, no, but, just, but oh, and it's interesting ways. You know, I wanted yeah. an adjective that could really yeah. get into what the genre of interesting this is, a is bit too more. general. Like yeah, I don't yeah. is this um, a comedy? Right, and it it should be a dark comedy too. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. Yeah, you know, it could, you know, a a rookie manager who is tasked with firing their team of enthusiastic employees, it could be like resorts to blackmail blank and blank in their efforts to get rid of each one before the deadline. Yeah, like are they, is the sinister plot of this like their boss said, okay, we can't afford to fire them, so you have to get them to quit. 
and then you know then you then you have something active for them to do that makes sense where it's like okay now we're gonna like we're gonna hammer on their work and then we're gonna like oh you were late and then like you'll just kind of needle them until they quit right right so there could be something that just like there's something there in that pilot episode but yeah it's not coming through as spectacularly and how are you you how are you going to sustain that over let's say 100 episodes or even like 24 episodes yeah Okay, okay next one Oh, yeah. My name is Cornell Morgan, PhD in life scientist, Irvine, Irvine, California. Cool. Feature film. A self-destructive time travel addict slips from 2029 into the past to recover her ancestor, an innocent girl, from a barbaric blood ritual and inadvertently lures the original vampire into her own time. Yeah, there was just, this was just a, a matter of editing. Yeah, I think um, so. You know, I love somebody being a time addict. Yeah, okay. time addict is cool. Yeah, and that they slip from this from twenty one twenty nine into the past to rescue yep. an ancestor. Yep. And but then the and inadvertently lures the original yeah. vampire is like it just felt you know like she's pile yeah. like uh, Cornell's piling on. Yeah. So, what's your take yeah. on on putting the villain in the logline? Well, sometimes sometimes that's what it's about. Uh-huh. You know, must defend against this terrible villain that we've never seen on screen before. Uh-huh. But if you're just throwing it in when you've already got a great idea, because I mean, saying that, you know, a self-destructive time travel addict slips from 2129 into the past to rescue her an, an, her an ancestor, ancestor yeah. from a barbaric blood ritual. That's pretty tight. That's great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I really like that. Yeah, it really. And if that's not what the focus is, maybe get that part out. Mm-hmm. And you say that this this time addict inadvertently lures a vampire into her present world. But putting both of those things in yeah. kind of canceled it out. Also, consider this as a series. Oh, yeah. You uh, know, time addict. Yeah. You could do 100 episodes easy. I mean, quantum leap it. Oh. You know, or sliders, or you know, there's a. So I would consider uh, looking into this as a series, drama Great series. Idea. Yeah. Great idea. Okay, so the next person is Anthony Pova, uh, writer based in Lancaster, UK, and says I'm really enjoying listening to your podcast. Um, and let's see, it is a crime drama. Now, this is interesting. This, I think this is a, an English thing. He <laughs> yep. says, it's 4 by 60 for TV. 4 by 60. I'm talking about maybe like a four-part, four. one-hour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is legit out in the UK yeah. because there's a lot of limited series. Yeah. Okay. So, the season one logline is, two damaged cops pursue parallel hunts for the man they wrongfully blame for destroying their lives mistakenly believing punishing him will bring them peace. So the reason for me when I consider rather than recommend is I think I've seen so many stories about cops um, hunting for a man they wrongfully blame for destroying their lives. Um, the, 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 the idea of two of them both doing it at the same time does give it more of a hook and I think in the execution could be super cool. Yeah. But I don't think in the log line it's making it stand out over mm-hmm. other ideas. So yeah. that's why I put it in, in there. Yeah. And I, maybe if we know the relationship between the cops, like if that's oh, critical, like if they're ex-lovers or and that's why someone is, um, that's why their life was destroyed, you know, someone outed them. Who knows? So 
Interesting. Interesting. That or maybe interesting. even an adjective for each, like a, yeah. a blank cop and a blank uh-huh. cop. To show contrast. Right. Yeah. Good idea. Really good idea. Especially okay. for a four by 60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm adopting the lingo. You know, I think I'm a, a I'm not like a, a, a 60 by 110, something like that. I'm like 60 inches. Like, by, <laughs> like I'm just, that's how I'm going to describe myself from now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Go for it. Justin Appleton in Bogota, New Jersey. All right. This is a feature film called... Oh, we don't need a title. Okay. Feature film. After a one-night stand goes wrong, a mendacious sorority girl must appease her pious father's demands and cooperate in her own faux wedding. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Truth here. Do you know what mendacious means? I did at one point, but I don't. I had to look it up. What does it mean? We're so dumb. It means we are so dumb. It means Welcome tr- to Hollywood. It means truth telling. So okay. that was that was also kind of weird to me. It's like honest sorority girl. An honest sorority girl must appease her pious father's demands and cooperate in her own faux wedding. I think there's some great like it all those adjectives are making it sound more special than it is. Like it, basically this father is punishing her for a one night stand and making her wed somebody so yeah. it's kind of creepy yeah and and i think there's another way besides those adjectives to maybe make it comical if justin is going for a comedy and i think right. that i think that he is yeah it's hard to tell right the tone. the tone is hard to to figure out right appease her pious like there's a certain kind of intellectual yeah. quality to this that may go against the genre he's oh, actually trying to oh yeah have. yeah because yeah. like let's say you're an executive sees it and they're like Oh, I have to look up three words. I'm not even going to bother because the script's going to be full of them. <laughs> but right? it's not only that; it's just it's just the tone. Yeah, the yeah. tone of it. Like I think if you're going to choose your adjectives, you want to yeah. choose them in a way that makes yeah. you go like, "Oh my oh. god, that's that's hilarious." Uh huh. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So uh, yes, uh, we're we're moving on to the next person. Wait, who who are we on? Is this mine or yours? I, I think, think it's, it's yours. yours. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> read the last one. You did read the last one. Okay. You this read is it. going well. Um, okay. Christopher Gross from Port Elgin, Ontario, Canada. Canada in the house. Okay. F- this is a feature. Should I do the genre or just nope. like, okay. A controlling female pastor must stop a dangerous fugitive found living in her church's backwoods after he threatens to kill her daughter if she tells anyone about him. Now, I liked this idea. It yeah. feels like um, a contained thriller. Yeah. Um, but again, when I was like, okay, looking at, you know, the originality of it, um, I've read this idea before, Oh yeah. whether it's within a sequence or whether it's the whole thing. I'm just going to read it again. Uh-huh. Take away the, take away the, the, the professions and it's familiar. A controlling uh-huh. female pastor must stop a dangerous fugitive found living in her church's backwoods after he threatens to kill her daughter if she tells anyone about him. So this as a, you know, a conceit of mm-hmm. I will kill your relative unless if you tell anybody right, right. is something I see all the time. Very standard hostage. Right, right. The fact that's a controlling female pastor is interesting, and that is mm-hmm. in, in the the church is backwards yes so i could see it executed mm-hmm. like as an indie really really well yeah but i couldn't say it stood out uh yeah. idea wise uh, against everything else it, in, in this case i think you need maybe something more stakes wise mm. in a way because like uh, emotionally i'm just like okay yeah 
this guy or a gal t- t- took the kid in the woods and was like, okay, don't tell anybody about me. And mm-hmm. then it's like, now what? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do with the kid? Does she have to fight back? Like, I'm not sure what's going on in right. this one. Right, you know, You know what's interesting? I, I, I think maybe sort of building off of what you just said could be if the person who's stalking the daughter or stalking them is actually one of the pastor's own flock. Maybe right. takes their words, takes her words too seriously. Yeah. You know, and so that you show the difference between faith and fanaticism. Yeah. And that maybe they be. feel they blame the pastor because the pastor is very controlling. Like maybe the, they blame the pastor for something that's going wrong in their life because they took their advice. Right. And this is revenge for that. Right. So yeah. there's all these ways you could yeah. go. It's a little, okay. So you get it. The female get it. pastor, we don't see. We don't. And I love that cool. as, as a main character. Yeah. For sure. Um, would be also a great ma- main character in a TV show. Have yeah. we had a female pastor in a TV show yet? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, there there was a character. There have been characters yeah. like that, yeah. Okay. All right, so the next, this next one is Adam Cantor, originally from Sharon, Massachusetts, but currently living in Los Angeles. Says, I'm thrilled to finally enter this year's Logline contest. Thanks so much. This is for a one-hour drama series. After the failure to land a pipe dream Las Vegas performing residency leaves them penniless, an emotionally volatile magician and his tactful high school sweetheart turned assistant finds themselves committing the ultimate career suicide when they begin vindictively producing videos exposing famous magic tricks. I love this idea. It is a mouthful. It is. It's just a few, le- like, we don't need to know tactful high school sweetheart turned assistant. We don't need all that. You yeah. know, it's just like, you know, saying a, a, an emotionally vo- volatile magician and his blank assistant, yeah. one, one word, you yeah. know? Um, I think tactful doesn't do it. I think yeah. you know, there's something else that describes her. Um, but I love the idea of, like, I didn't get that gig. I'm going to blow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all of it up. <laughs> Got to expose all the famous magic tricks online. Yeah. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It just needs to be. There's a TV series like that, right? Is there? There's like um, oh. the 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 whatever masked magician or whatever, and he like he or she like outs like how people do their tricks. Ah, yeah. so uh, it's kind of uh. like uh, that's a good thing to know about mm-hmm. because someone might ask about it. Right, I that's forgot true. The name of like, it how is this different from? Right? right, is this you know is this a dramatized version of of that? Right, you know who knows? Right. Okay, so moving on to the next one, Liza Seraphim and Marcel v- v- Vieira. Vieira. Okay, we're from Jao Pessoa, Brazil. I'm terrible. <laughs> I like that you're the one screwing up the names for That makes me happy. We're both professors at a university. She, uh, Liza teaches political science. Marcel teaches screenplay. They're also married, uh, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> a double partnership. Okay, half-hour TV show. A young and ambitious businesswoman married to a devoted housewife has to deal with the perks of being now pregnant with the next Holy Savior. So that's wild. I love that idea. Yeah, I do too. The Holy Savior part is nice. And I can see it for a half-hour TV show. Yeah. Um, I think it was, again, we're, we have to be picky because we've got so many. Yeah. It was how it has to deal with the perks of. Yeah. It's not perks. You know, I it mean, it would not be perfect, right? It'd be like, damn, what you're the, gonna have the this sucks, right? Right. So it was just that wording, and I'm sorry to be so picky about it, but I, we think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we're moving on to the next one. 
Um, Ron. Oh, where's Ron from? We don't know. We don't you know, know anything about Ron. If, if there's anything left off and you're like, but I put it in the email, blame my husband, Pat. He put together the list for oh, me. Oh, this okay. explains a lot. Okay, yeah. so uh, Ron said, I love your podcast. And he says all kinds of nice things that I'm not going to compliment about myself, but thank you so much, Ron. Um, and uh, he, it, this is a feature. Uh, the log line is, Stumbling upon a horde of revolutionary Russian art that was thought destroyed under Stalin, an American picker finds himself enmeshed in an international intrigue as he joins forces with a glamorous Belgian museum director to fight against the rapacious oligarch who would rather destroy the art than see it remain in the hands of unworthy foreigners. So, a good idea. Lots of, lots I, of stuff I went here. and got a snack while you were reading <laughs> I got hungry. Have some candy from our Whitman sampler. <laughs> but Scotty yeah. brought it. Um, yeah, you don't need a lot of this. Yeah. Maybe we start with an American, American picker. picker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that he himself, what well, was interesting, I didn't read the whole note. He said yeah, some, yeah. some lovely things about, about the show, and thank you. And he also said um, he is the American picker. Picker. He mm-hmm. actually did find a hoard of Russian art. Which is there cool. is an actual glamorous Belgian museum director yeah. and a truly villainous, rapacious Russian Russian oligarch mm-hmm. who wanted to destroy the art. He said it's all true, which is amazing. Yeah, and that's be a good selling point for the pitch. Yes, yes. So it's just maybe let's 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 start with you, the American picker, mm-hmm. finds himself enmeshed in an international intrigue as he joins forces with a glamorous Belgian museum director to fight against the rapacious oligarch who would rather destroy the art than see it remain in the hands of unworthy foreigners. Actually, that works. Just starting there. It's just getting rid of the stumbling upon a horde of revolutionary Russian art that was destroyed under Stalin. That's your whole first act. We can see that. Sure. I think. Do you need Belgian? Let's see. The glamorous... Uh, glamorous museum director like yeah you could get rid of belgian yeah because like who's gonna cast belgians anyway <laughs> like it could be <laughs> what? who knows <laughs> they're like does it have to be a belgian like why give them an excuse to bump it look at you you're now like you're you're now a working tv actor like, and you're already saying does it have core. to be yeah does it have this to is how be people talk to me no <laughs> okay well now once you've been through like the casting process with stuff you're yeah. like Oh, yeah, don't put too much. Like, I'm learning now. Like, don't put too much in and you're like one sheets for the network because they'll, they'll like attach themselves to a, a thing that they don't like and they can ah, knock out your whole idea. Interesting. So that's what I'm. Got it. I'm you're just illustrating that. Yeah, yeah. So, th- your next one? Scrolling, scrolling. Okay. Yeah, can you see that? Just squint a little bit of deep. Clint Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I need to show. I got some glasses over there. You want them? Oh, do you, I bought some reading <laughs> Did you glasses. See? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's like too much. Mm-hmm. Um, Clint Williams from Phoenix. Thanks again for taking time to sign my copy of the Coffee Break Screenwriter. Wishing you and yours a swell Thanksgiving. And we had Clint's, um, Clint's son in class as well. Oh, great. no way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They oh. write together every once in a while. It's awesome. Do, do they live here or they just come here to take class? Um, I think... I think Taylor lives here oh, okay. and Clint lives there. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. After losing their horses... Oh, this is a, a West, feature, it's a feature. Period. 
We have, I'll say period. Okay. After losing their horses deep in hostile territory, a world-weary Spanish cavalry officer must lead his men on a march across the vast, tall grass prairie while facing the dangers posed by Comanche warriors' nature and each other. I originally had this in my recommend, and I, I put it in consider, Clint. I'm so sorry. Only because it's, it's, I can see it. You wrote the logline well. I know how mm-hmm. you write, so I know that you'll execute it really well. It's not necessarily standing out as a Western that we haven't really seen before. Yeah. You know, say so they lost their horses, mm-hmm. and then these are the, the kind of obstacles or antagonists that would be in their way. Yeah. It's, it's not quite novel enough. I think the Spanish cavalry aspect of it isn't particularly resonant because we don't really know what that is. Mm-hmm. So we, we're like, okay, whatever that is, and then... Like the horses being lost is like okay, great. Yeah. So the so and, the stakes, like you can see it. It's probably really cool. Yeah. And if you're gonna make like the the Native Americans like the villains of this, yeah. Like, yeah. Good luck. Right. It's <laughs> it, you know um, there was uh, a a book that I loved that I mentioned on the show called The Sun, and it was uh-huh. turned into a TV show. TV show was not good. Uh. Um, and there's something about like really, really digging into the details of, of the reality of that. But when you mm-hmm. see it on screen, then it does tend to be a bit of a black and white kind of thing. Yeah. It's hard to find the nuances sometimes. Yeah. And like we watch these old Westerns and we understand it's part of a time that right. these happen, but like we're sort of evolving, yeah. you know, our, our notions of this yeah. uh, culturally. But so the next one, wait, who reads it? Oh, I think. This is me. Okay. Yep. David Burton from Norwich, England. It, this is a TV series. When a series of serial killings rock a decaying rust belt town, a highly successful FBI profiler is forced to return to the dead end place and desperate people she fought so hard to escape from 20 years ago. Good logline. I have read this movie. You and know, it's also called Sharp Objects. Right. There's a million, not a million, but there are are many versions of this kind of thing Mm -hmm. where an FBI profile forced Uh to return Uh to a place she escaped from and it's motivated by serial killing. So it's well written. But another thing I would say, David, is, you know, the title of this is American Red. You've set this in a Rust Belt town and Mm -hmm. you're from Norwich, England. And there are Rust Belt-like towns where you are from that I think would be more interesting to focus on I agree. rather than trying to Americanize something, you know? Although, you know, he, he may have a lot of experience in the Rust Belt in America. Like, we don't know. That's but, true. That is true. I might be just making an assumption there. But, but I, like, there's, there's a fascinating aspect of exploring those kind of people in England. Right. That's You're looking novel. We're looking for things we haven't seen before. Yeah. You know? Um... So we're going to move on to... Oh, Stuart J. Kowalishaw. Yes, Kowalishaw? I think All so. Right. Brunswick in Melbourne, Australia. Okay, I live by myself... <laughs> I love just the Should first... I read just, this? just read okay. the first line. I live by myself above a florist, like a little old French lady. <laughs> I love that. That and just then there's a whole bunch of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that first one. Okay, so the log line... 
two harmless Aussie stoners with big dreams of opening their very own head shop reluctantly become the figureheads of social change when faced with local government opposition. I love this one. Of course, it's right up your alley. <laughs> A deep love stoner comedies. And the only reason for me it, it didn't get in recommend and stay in consider was when faced with local government opposition. Yeah. This is me being so picky, but I think that you would put that up front. It would be when faced with local government opposition, two harmless Aussie stoners uh, with dreams of opening their very own head shop reluctantly become the figureheads of social change. Yep. And so it's some, something about just putting that up front, yeah. the, the government opposition, it like, motivates oh, it, yeah. you know, and that we end on, oh my God, those guys, those guys? are social change. <laughs> just adding it at the end didn't, didn't have as much punch. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. why, but, but I, yeah. yeah. I'm so biased. I'm sorry. Like I do. It's like I, if you just send a log line with the Christmas or stoners, and I'm just gonna like pick it every well, time. Well, dude, look, we're at the end of the. That was the consider pile. We're yep. about to go to the recommend pile, and we're really just gonna slam through that very quickly because those are the ones that are going to be in play yeah. for for winning. And you. So I guess I want to know before we get there: mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to put on the a deep save list so that the nineteen recommends become twenty and the twenty one considers become twenty? So we have twenty and twenty. Hmm. Let's see. Let me take a minute. Okay. So a deep. What is going to be the a deep save? Mine is for um, Cornell Morgan, PhD. That's the a self-destructive time travel addict slips from 2029 into the past to rescue her ancestor, an innocent girl from a barbaric blood ritual, and inadvertently lures the original vampire into her own time. Excellent. But Adib would like you to do this as, as a TV show. <laughs> it is a TV show, and set it at Christmas and add stoners, and then you have the perfect Adib movie. <laughs> so you have now made it to the recommend top 20. Now we have top 20. So we are now going to read really quickly those log lines that have, that the execution is working, and the original originality of idea is there. Okay, now I'm the one that put this together. So, you know, if uh, Adib disagrees, he can tell me. But uh, we're probably going to go through this really quickly and then decide which winner it will be. Now, if after hearing this, you haven't heard your logline at all, you are still invited to the Zoom party with me and Adib on January 5th um, with an ask me anything kind of thing. And we really appreciated your submission. And just remember, we couldn't get to everybody's. Um, It may have been an execution issue. It may have been an originality of idea Mm -hmm. issue, but that does not mean anything about your own script. And I was conflicted. There were two others that I really wanted to pick really mm-hmm. well at the end of this why don't we talk about that okay cool yeah huh all right okay this is a troublemaker okay <laughs> here we go so uh the first one okay we'll just go we'll take turns all right uh layla turner from dc and this is a full-length screenplay mm-hmm. in the early 40s a luminary sculptor sparks outrage and disgraces her legacy when she becomes a pioneer in the Adult novelties business. <laughs> in the adult novice. I didn't even say that right. I'm going to say it one more time. In the early 40s, a luminary sculptor sparks outrage and disgraces her legacy when she becomes a pioneer in the adult novelties business. A lady's making dildos in the I 40s. I love it. I love it. Your turn. <laughs> okay. Jimmy Hoffmeister from Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
Okay, when an, uh, this is a feature. When an obsessed mother hires her dead son's doppelganger, tension grows as his pregnant fiancé stands between her plot to finally reunite with her son. Okay. Uh, moving on. J.P. Dooley from Vegas. A group of unmarried wedding guests must battle to the death when a curse threatens to only spare the one who catches the bouquet. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on. John Langley. Okay. That's what I have next. Yeah, go for it. John Langley from LA. Uh, this is a feature after a string of the community's not yet legal teens, after a string of the community's not yet legal teens wind up in the sex industry, the plucky youth pastor of an underfunded church begins moonlighting as a stripper to raise money for anti-trafficking. I was a little split on this because it feels a little weird to me, but everything was there. I, yeah, I, I, it was almost on the consider rather than the yeah, recommend. Yeah. Would you? Would you? Yeah, I would agree. Okay. It's just a lot of stuff. It, 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 but also, it's just there's a little. It's 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 hard. Like, is it going to be funny or is it going to be? Ugh, I don't it's, know. Because as soon as you say trafficking, yeah, it, you, like, like people ooh, don't inherently go, uh, that's funny. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like I wrote a Brooklyn Nine Nine spec about human trafficking, but I made it funny. Right. But it was a hard sell yeah. at the beginning. They're like, can you do it? And right. I'm like, I can do it. I'm, okay. Promise, yeah. All right. Well, so, so anyway, it got on the you. recommend yeah. list, um, but now I'm, I'm, I'm having second thoughts. But either way. Okay. We're going to move on. Okay. All right. And this is uh, Waniru Kairu from Nairobi, Kenya. A drunk and failed comic must get back to L.A. in time for his daughter's birthday, but first has to... Get even with a crafty con artist tucked away in the heart of East Africa's largest slum. And again, I like this because of the the execution I thought worked, but I also liked the fact that, you know, um, this crafty con artist in East Africa's largest slum was something I just hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, moving on. Jason Levy or Levy from Brooklyn, New York. In a dystopian future where people can only be married for five years or less, a devoted couple escapes to be together for the rest of their lives. Very well executed logline, high concept. J- Jason Levy has won before, and he's always good at this. Although I would say, Jason, seriously, getting a future where people can only be married for five years or less is like my future utopia. That's <laughs> That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Why would you... You get all the good years yes. without all the hard years. Why would you want to <laughs> escape to be together for the rest of your life? Are you out of your mind? Anyway, that's... Okay. Just change it in a utopian future <laughs> yes. where people get to only be... No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, and it reminds me a little bit of the lobster. Huh, yeah. Because it's got that fantastical thing, and like if you don't pair up, like you have to live as a lobster or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Is the next one, did you just read this one? I did. Okay. So the next one is Greg Long from Marine City, Michigan. Um, this is an adult animated sitcom. A virus wipes out the human species, leaving a group of vulgar and ferocious anthropomorphic house pets to survive in a wildly chaotic environment. And I guess I liked the, like, again, if it's adult animated, mm-hmm. you know, the, that the the virus that wipes out the human species and then the yeah. vulgar ferocious anthropomorphic house pets like watching those characters mm-hmm. every week yeah. had like a certain kind has of a, weird 
Yeah, it has a Bojack kind of quality to yeah. it. Like uh, Bojack meets The Walking Dead or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's next? That's fun. That's fun. Uh, Jocelyn Baddison from Australia. This is a feature. A shy office worker reluctantly poses as a time traveler in her brother's fake YouTube video and now must contend with unwanted attention from certain groups who genuinely believe her false claims and a mysterious stranger who declares he is also from the future. Hmm. You know, sometimes when I'm reading this out loud, I'm like, why did I give that one a recommend and not a... Because <laughs> I love... I, I, I like this idea, but it is a little clunkier than than I would have wanted. But you can see that the promise of the idea, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. Yeah. There's some interesting stuff in that one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it went in the recommend. <laughs> People are like, this isn't fair. Like, You're changing your mind. Here comes but the that's what, that's, that's what that's what the whole point of this is. It's like, okay, we got the top 20 and then we're going to find a... a okay. And when people read your logline, you don't know what kind of mood they're in. You don't know how much sleep they've had. You oh. don't know any of that. So you have <laughs> which, no control over which it. Which definitely applies to me last night um, <laughs> looking over this list. <laughs> one mood last night, one mood today. Sorry. Welcome to Hollywood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Okay. Wait, is it your turn? Uh, you, 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 I think it's your turn. Okay, let me see. No, I read oh, that Oh, yeah, one. all right, here we go. So uh, this is Daniela DeSalvo from Toronto. Um, she says she's very new to screenwriting, and since discovering your podcast earlier this year, I've been more inspired and focused to work on this craft, so thank you. Um, here we go. So Daniela writes... When a tortured cellist discovers the ghost of a famed composer roaming the concert halls, she begins a sordid love affair with him in order to possess his musical prowess and maintain her threatened position as a prince, as principal cellist. I liked that one. I mean, I like cellos. Yep. So who doesn't like cellos? Cellos rad, right? But just the idea of tortured cellist yeah. discovers the ghost of a famed composer, right? Mm-hmm. So she begins a sordid love affair in order to possess his musical prowess and maintain her threatened position. Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, that's some bad behavior, but it's, uh, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's executed in the logline, all the elements are there. Mm-hmm. You can see it, you know, and it turns a cello movie into something kind of dynamic. Cellos are hot. <laughs> Make the cello the main character. No, um, yeah, it reminds me a little bit. It has a little Mozart in the jungle kind of quality to yeah. it because they have magic realism where, you know, uh, like Mozart will show up and, you know, right. talk to the guys. So, yeah, it's cool. Okay. Okay. Addie Talbot from Los Angeles. Uh, I hope you're doing great and that you're having a wonderful week so far. I heard the episode about the logline contest wanted to send you on. Boom. Okay. This is an hour-long dramedy. When her mother dies unexpectedly, a smart and surly Midwestern teen winds up on the doorstep of the shaggy, excuse me, shabby, glitter-bombed San Francisco drag club owned by her estranged father and his wild, semi-psychic, super-gay lover. I really like this. It's cool. It's hard to say. Yeah, but you're not going to say these things. You know, you're going to read them. Well, you're not going to, yeah, I guess you're not. (laughs) It's an hour-long dramedy, so I'm imagining... um, something like shameless okay Mm -hmm. so her mother dies unexpectedly this kind of team smart smart and surly midwestern teen um finds herself on the doorstep of the shabby glitter bombed san francisco drag club owned by her strange father and his wild semi-psychic super gay lover so to me it's like we've got a world 
We've got characters. Yeah. We've got conflict. We've got story possibilities. Yeah. So it's like Shameless meets uh, the Birdcage or something. Yeah, I anyway. I thought it worked really well. Yeah, I checked that one. Okay, so sorry I botched the reading. I was just oh, like stumbling. Dude, I know. <laughs> this next one is Jeff Zampino from Las Vegas, Nevada. Jeff always hits it mm-hmm. out of the park. Yep. Um, this is for a feature. After the Titanic sinks with a fortune in exotic feathers aboard, a fledgling British colony, fearing financial ruin, enlists an overzealous mercenary, a skittish ornithologist, and a flashy haberdasher to swipe a flock of ostriches from a gaggle of barbaric pirates. This is everything I like. Yes. So I'm a little biased. Like, I like... um Feathers, and I like um, mercenaries and ornithologists, and <laughs> I like hats. But so it's that, not only and about pirates. We're not just judging things on what Adib likes. It's the fact that <laughs> it's that well written. We have this wonderful <laughs> location, the Titanic, right? Yep. And that we've got this fledgling. Uh, that 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 I'm sorry, we've got this overzealous mercenary who mm-hmm. has to save ostriches from pirates, mm-hmm. and that's. Hilarious! It's, it's very, so funny. it's very weird and quirky mm-hmm. and and comedic. I and mean, there's just a lot yeah. there. But I don't know why it's bringing up a memory of another ornithologist story that was on this lo- on this logline competition. And mm. I'm I went back into Jeff's loglines and I didn't see that it was him. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this is not a repeat. Maybe ornithologists are having a moment. Maybe they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay, so uh, this next one is mm-hmm. uh, you, right? Yep. Jordan Sandfur from Orange, California. When a curious newborn elephant strays from the herd's migration, he must see through a height-fearing bird's misleading directions and forge his own path home across the unrelenting Kalahari Desert. Yeah, I, I, to me, this is, this is um, animated or CGI. Yeah. Curious newborn elephant strays from the herd's migration. Okay, so that's the, the, the motivation. Mm-hmm. And then his goal is he must see through a height-fearing bird's misleading directions and forge his own path home. Um, I, just, I just could see the, the sidekick, the mm-hmm. height-fearing bird. Um, it's your Dory character. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the possible um, uh, obstacles across the unrelenting Kalahari Desert. So to me, all those elements were there for mm-hmm. animated or CGI. Yeah, it sounds really cute. Yeah, who doesn't want to follow a curious newborn elephant? Baby elephants are the best. Okay. Okay, so the next one is Paul. Oh, and I forgot to mention that Jeff Zampino also put a note in, Hi, Pilar, and a deep. Yay. Happy holidays, and thank you for all That's very nice. Okay, so Paul Zeidman from San Francisco, um, also a repeat uh, vlogline Mm -hmm. person, has written... A fiery train engineer relentlessly... Sorry, this is a feature. A fiery train engineer relentlessly pursues the ruthless outlaw who has stolen her one-of-a-kind locomotive to pull off the biggest heist in U.S. history. I love that. It's cool. Yeah. So someone steals uh, this engineer's locomotive to, like, pull off a heist. And, yeah. And they become, like, the detective or they become the cop. Yeah, and there's a, you know, one assumes, I guess, a fiery train engineer who's a woman, we assume that it's contemporary, but it's got this old Western feel to it. It would be nice to know. 
Yeah. Right? I, in the log line? Yeah. I, well, I don't know. Because in a way, if it makes us feel like an old Western, but mm-hmm. it's a contemporary story, right. that's part of the magic of the log line. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. it makes it feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I oh, really like good. that. That's a good one. Okay. Next one. Nathaniel uh, Newart, who's a friend of mine. Oh, really? And he lives in Orange County or Orange, California, but he moved. Okay. He used to live elsewhere in Glendale. Anyway, um, we were in a writing group together. Now he made he made the recommend file all on his own without a deep seeing it first. Right, all I these didn't have any say. Were on my my part. I didn't know. Nathaniel. Yes. Okay. When a calculating killer targets pro-gun advocates, a grieving D.C. detective faces the toughest task of her career, protecting the lobbyists who protect the guns that killed her son. I freaking love this. That's very classic him. Is it? Yeah, that's very much his kind of thing. Okay. So I get it. Uh, So when a calculating killer targets pro-gun advocates, a grieving D.C. detective faces the toughest task of her career, protecting the lobbyists who protect the guns that killed her son. I guess I just love... I love moral conflict, mm-hmm. you know, and I love that there's a very clear goal. The genre is there. And it's a pilot. It's uh, a one-hour pilot. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that this could go on. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's going to be really fun to watch. I, I, yeah. I think that could also be a good feature as well. Yeah. It could go either way, for sure. Okay. So this is from Harold Abrams from New York, New York. He writes... Oh, this is a half-hour dramedy TV pilot. Mm-hmm. A disgraced funeral planner returns home to vindicate her tarnished reputation while reclaiming her dominance in the serious and sometimes funny death business. And what I like about this that separated it from other funeral home projects or... Like you six know, feet under. Right. Was that her goal is she was disgraced and she her only goal is to vindicate her tarnished reputation in this death business. So to me, there was like a little vice principles action going on. Uh-huh. Like yeah. who's her competitor? Yeah. Like it felt like it had a, it had something to it that mm-hmm. I haven't seen before for half hour. Okay. This next one. Is this a uh, Steven? Tri- it's pronounced Shrebiz. Shrebiz. Yep. Oh, I like that. Studio city. Yeah. Around the corner. Oh yeah. I should have read the line underneath that says pronounced Shrebiz. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I, I want to read his little note because okay. it's cute. I transformed my runner-up entry from last year into a screenplay that placed in the top 15% of the nickel and second rounded at Austin. That's really good. Yay. Your encouraging words on last December's podcast and during February's career and pitch class were a huge motivation. Thank you. Look at that. Yeah. All right, cool. This is a feature. Desperate to conceive after nearly a decade of failed attempts, a wannabe mother is forced to decide whether to terminate her wife's pregnancy resulting from a brutal, coma-inducing sexual assault. Yes, that's some heavy stuff there. That's heavy as f- yeah. stuff. <laughs> Thank you for not I was, us I was, I was like... <sighs> I know. So they've been desperate to, to conceive, and then yeah. her wife has this coma-inducing sexual assault, and now this wannabe mother has to decide whether to terminate her wife's pregnancy. And her wife is comatose, but she wants this baby. And this thing... And they, they both wanted a baby, but then it, it happens because of this horrible thing. There it, could not be more drama <laughs> It in makes this. me sad. It's so sad. It's this is like a House of Sand and Fog kind of thing. It where is. Like, oh. oh, my God. Let's move on before Very we cry. Cool. Okay. okay. All right, so this is from Heather Donnell. Uh, hi, Heather. Um, it is a rem- it's a feature film, 
and it is when an arrogant chef gets chosen for a TV cooking contest based on a lie about his identity, he falls in love with the feisty producer and finds hilarious, humbling ways to have his cake and eat it too. Now, I have to admit, yeah. most of the time when in a logline competition, I get rid of things like humbling ways to have his cake and eat it too because that really is part of the tagline. That's something yeah. you see on a poster, right, right? right? It's so general. But it added charm to what we can see is the, the main conflict, which mm-hmm. is arrogant chef chosen for a TV cooking contest based on a lie about his identity and falling in love with a feisty producer. And so this little addition only added charm to it. And mm-hmm. so I'm breaking my own rule, but I did like that. I would also say, as someone who's been on a cooking show. Oh, yes, this is true. Um, you could also fall in love with one of the people you're competing against. Did you fall in love with I did the people? not. Well, no. I would hope not because you are married. Yeah. And it, this would not be the place to tell anybody I about didn't that. see anyone find love on our show. <laughs> well, it's called Worst Cooks in yeah. America. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, yeah. We need someone who can cook like to live with us. So. <laughs> but yeah, I like this one. <sighs> you can cook now though, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I just cool. don't get to a lot. Okay. No. All right. But I can. Okay. Yeah. I promised you a whole bunch of vegetarian recipes, too. I don't think I've given them to you. Have I? Did I? I don't think so. Okay. I'll take them. All right. I, I'll send them. Okay. Okay. So this next person is... Chris Pope. I wonder if this is a Chris Pope. I know. Okay. This is a feature film. Mm-hmm. When a group of rogue angels escapes from heaven and starts re- wreaking re- havoc on earth... The only ones who can save humanity are three convicted criminals who've already been executed. That's rad. <laughs> you like that, huh? It's just rad. <laughs> I like angels. I like uh, planet Earth. And then I like that like, the people who have to save humanity are like these awful guys. These convicted criminals yeah. who've already been ex- executed. They're dead. I have to be honest with you. Yeah. I am so over the angel come to Earth. Oh, are you? Okay. Oh, my God. I've read a million of them. But uh-huh. the reason this went in the recommend category was because, but I've never seen it like this. It would actually make me go like, all right, mm. I'll, I'll give this, this, this another chance because of this idea that the only ones who can save humanity are three convicted criminals who've already been executed. Yeah. I thought that was a good contrast. Yeah, you get Willem Dafoe and a couple other people and you just like <laughs> have this cool, like, I don't know, the casting would be great. I think people would want to be in it. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just, again, like that idea of natural conflict that comes through in a logline, mm-hmm. you know, that creates almost a B story. You go like, oh, okay, I know they're, they're I know their goal, but I also know underneath it is going to be this kind of a story. Mm-hmm. Okay, this next one is Alan Jenkins from Montclair, New Jersey. This is a one-hour TV pilot. When the spoiled third-generation CEO of America's favorite entertainment company is ousted by his grandmother in a coup, he must fight his way back to power, starting as a character at his company's premier theme park. I love this idea. My only worry was there was a succession Ex- episode, right? What did I write in you my wrote, notes? I yes. wrote succession uh, over the top of yes, it. Yes, but yeah. I loved the idea. I loved the execution of it. It is, but and also it 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 picks up where that episode left off because right. now it's gonna like he has to work his way up. Yeah, but if it doesn't win, Ellen, I think it's going to be because of the similarity to that one episode. Yeah, and it just you know it has the the person who's you know in line for mm-hmm. it's just it has too many of the same elements. It does. So it like does. if you can tweak some of the 
the stuff, then maybe it can work. I think also maybe as a feature film, it would be better. Yeah, because I then, think so. then it would be like we can really watch this anti-hero turn into a hero yeah. with every stage in having to go from being like a worker in his own company back yeah. up to the boss. And does he choose to be the boss at the end? Right. You know? All right. Next person. Oh, wait, wait. That was it. That Whoa. was it. Could could nice. it be? Could it be that we did this <laughs> in an hour? It like ish. That's not really like our hour and thirteen. Like well, we we reserved <laughs> two hours because there That's were right. so many. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, people who are listening, don't be mad. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> I know some that were in the consider file actually sounded better than the recommend. Some that were in the recommend. I don't. I I get it. Welcome to Hollywood. I get it. I'm sorry, but um, I'm glad we got to read all, as many as we could. People who didn't get their stuff read. Um, if I can, I will try and, and, and give you little notes to explain oh, why, nice. um, uh, give me a little time on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, there wasn't every, you could, you could get the intentions of everyone's project that came through. Yeah. And I thought that was wonderful. They I are really getting did. stronger every year, right? They're, oh my God. That's why yeah. this is so hard. Yeah. But first of all, 70 something, you know, like yeah. the sheer numbers, but also, yeah, that's why we've got like. 20 in this recommend they're like yeah that's good that's good too that's Mm -hmm. good now it's just going to be like which is the one that we think is so special or really affected us that um that we're going to put in the winner and -hmm. the runner-up so for that we're going to take a little time with this whitman sampler and some wine and figure it out and then we will get right back Woo! we are back yeah fast we did this fast yes (laughs) okay we both agreed because we do what we do is we mark these separately. Yeah. And then we, we don't see talk what about we agreed it. on. Yeah. And we both agreed on this one. Ready? Yep. Do you want to read it? Sure. This is number one. Number this one. Is, this is the winner. Go for it. JP Dooley from Vegas. Oh, All the single ladies, a dark comedy feature. A group of unmarried wedding guests must battle to the death when a curse threatens to only spare the one who catches the bouquet. I love that. I love that. It's so simple. It's simple. It's tight. You mm-hmm. uh, you get the genre that it's a dark comedy. Yeah. It's all right there. Yeah. And you could make it for nothing yeah. or you could make it for everything <laughs> like if you have a huge cast, yeah, right? Yeah. Group of unmarried wedding guests. That's our main characters, right? Remember, you don't mm-hmm. need just one. Must battle to the death. That's the goal. When a curse threatens to only spare the one who catches the bouquet. That is the hook motivator, mm-hmm. right? Very nice. Okay, JP Dooley, you have won. A copy of the Coffee Break Screenwriter and a copy of the Coffee Break Screenwriter Breaks the Rules and a one-hour story consultation with me. And uh, you can come on over next time you're in L.A. because you're in Vegas. That's not that, no. that far away. Come on over and you can co-host uh, when you are in town. Just let me know in advance. Um, <laughs> and uh, JP, uh, gosh, if you hear this, reach out to me and let me know that you heard it. Um, if I don't hear from you in a couple of weeks, I'll reach out to you. Because I hate like ruining it with people. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, you want them to hear it. Yeah. Oh, and not just like send an email. And right. Be like, because like you won. And then uh-huh. like they tell everybody. You know right, what I mean? Right, so right, right. yeah. So JP, reach out. Right. Okay. And number two, this was our runner up. Mm-hmm. That person is going to receive everything except the co-hosting position. Okay. And that is, um, where is it? Where is it's, it? 
It's far away from the other one. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Ah, this is Addie Talbot from L.A. And hers was a hour-long dramedy. When her mother dies unexpectedly, a smart and surly Midwestern teen winds up on the doorstep of the shabby, glitter-bombed San Francisco drag club owned by her estranged father and his wild, semi-psychic, super-gay lover. So there's just so much there, world characters that we're looking for with... Uh, a one-hour dramedy. Um, yeah. You can really have fun with mm-hmm. it. So all of the elements are there. Yep, they that get was rocking. Be. Yes. So let's talk about the okay. ones that were our personal runners up. Uh-huh. Um, what do you have? I had um, Chris Pope, and that was the thing I'm calling Death Row Angels. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where'd it go? Here we go. Okay. It's a feature film. When a group of rogue angels escapes from heaven and starts wreaking havoc on Earth, the only ones who can save humanity are three convicted criminals who've already been executed. Excellent. I'll tell you one of mine, and then you can tell me another one of yours. Okay, good. So another runner-up for me was Jordan Sanfer from Orange, California. When a curious newborn elephant strays from the herd's migration, he must see through a height-fearing bird's misleading directions and forge his own path home across the unrelenting Kalahari Desert. That was, I considered that one. Yes. Yeah. Just, just a nice animated feature. Yeah. Okay. And what was your next runner up? Mine was um, Jeff Zampiro. Zambino, I think. Oh, is it? Wait. Where is it? We're like scrolling on our phones and stuff, trying to find these things. And as we know, Adib's eyes don't work anymore. Zampino. Zampino. There you go. Okay. Jeff Zampino from Vegas. Wow. Vegas in the house. Um, this is called Plume Raiders. We didn't read the title before, but <laughs> Plume Raiders, come on. Uh, after the Titanic sinks with a fortune in exotic feathers aboard, a fledgling British colony fearing financial ruin enlists an overzealous mercenary, a skittish ornithologist, and a flashy haberdasher to swipe a flock of ostriches from a gaggle of barbaric pirates. Yar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why. And another runner-up for me was uh, Paul Zeidman from San Francisco. A fiery train engineer Mm -hmm. relentlessly pursues the ruthless outlaw who has stolen her one-of-a-kind locomotive to pull off the biggest heist in U.S. history. For sure. That one I also liked. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you have any more? Or was that was that was pretty much. That was it. That was it. Yeah, that was it. I almost I almost added the 1940s uh, dildo lady, but uh, I mean that was that was that was pretty close for me too. I just. I mean, you're a women's studies major, so <laughs> it tracks. We don't study dildos in women's studies. Well, that sounds boring. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Oh, and on that note, <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> thank you for participating in the 2019 Logline competition. Yeah. And Adib, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Where can people get in touch with you? I know that you are a social media. You're like you're like king of social media. There's nobody who doesn't know you, Adib. I don't know. You seriously? Everybody's like, oh, I know Adib. I'm friends with Adib. Like, really? Wow, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> um, they should come talk to me because I'm very low. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at. A deep A A D I P. Cool. And yeah, watch the Goldbergs. And also, um, <laughs> if you are a, is it a, like an active TV writer or somebody who's really aspiring to be in TV? Yeah, writing? if you want to be a TV writer or you are a TV writer, I run this Facebook group called LA TV Writers, um, and we have 
like 13,000 plus people in there. And so. you, But you have to kind of go through a request, right? You just have to do, yeah, you have to request and then answer two questions and that's it. There you They'll go. You in. There you go. Yeah. Um, and yes, watch the Goldbergs mm-hmm. and watch the uh, Christmas Hanukkah episode. Go uh-huh. back in and watch it. It's it's there. It's, it's Yeah, it'll be list. there for sure. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I want to remind everybody to go to onthepage.tv. Um, there we start the online video uh, first draft class January 4th through February 8th. Don't forget, everybody, if you are not here, you can take it with me. It is in person. It is Zoom conference. It is in real time. It's just me teaching you through the computer. There is nothing recorded. However, I am recording it so that if you miss it, you can get that too. That's and great. if you are not in that time zone and want to only get the recordings, mm-hmm. there's an option for that too. And LA people, there is the in-person version of that, same dates, January 4th through February 8th. It is fill- filling up already. Hmm. So if you did intend to take the class, please uh, jump on that so that I don't tell you you can't take the class. <laughs> Um, let's see. Anything else? I think that's about it. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. And then our party. January oh, the party. 5th. January 5th will, at noon. Right. At noon. Only for the people who submitted to this podcast. You, We are now going to do the online party with you guys. I will send you your special Zoom invitation. And uh, you should get that. Um, well, you'll get it right away. Because everybody gets it regardless. Mm-hmm. So that won't give anything away. So look for that email from me in a couple of... You should actually have it pretty damn soon. Because mm-hmm. this goes up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I can't tell time. I don't know. This is boring. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, <laughs> <keep> everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you, Antif Desai, for being here. You're Thank you, everybody, for listening. And have a good writing week. <laughs>